0: The NASCAR Cup Series Playoffs begins this weekend at Darlington. What's coming up in this first round and who should you keep an eye on this week? We'll cover it all in this episode of The Stage Break. number 23 is underway my name is josh welcome back to another episode of the stage break thank you so much for joining us i'm glad you're here and if this is your first time thank you so much for checking out the show hope you enjoy it well today we've got a special treat i'm not just the only one talking to you today i've got a friend of mine thomas he's joining us on the show today to give us some thoughts on this playoff picture and the nascar playoffs as they begin this weekend so thomas welcome to the show
1: Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, glad to do it. So, so Thomas, tell us a little bit about what you do. You work for a company called Wheels America, right?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, wheels America. We've uh, been around since 1994. Uh, what we do is remanufacture wheels uh, with powder coat, paint, fix bins, and cracks. Basically, get them back to the OEM specs and uh, put them back on the cars and get them rolling. Awesome.
0: So, um, just to give you guys a little plug-in here, if uh, anyone needs some wheel work done, how can they find you?
1: um definitely through our website uh it's wheelsamerica.com you can look up wheels there you can purchase wheels through website we ship from six different locations uh we have three in texas houston dallas and san antonio and then we have one in philadelphia and two in california which will be in san francisco and la
0: all right so you got some options there so if you need some wheel repair done i encourage you go check out wheels america Um, tell them that thomas sent you maybe he'll get you a little discount or something who knows but um, that's not exactly how uh, we first met. Or actually, we haven't even met in person, but that's not our connection through Wheels America. Actually, Thomas and I, um, we connected over iRacing. We uh, were in the same league and uh, needed a, a team. And so uh, he and I joined forces and started Highline Motorsports. And uh, so you're the original, us two were the original team members, and it kind of grew from there. But uh, that, was, that was some fun doing some iRacing together, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was it was definitely nice to meet you. We did almost meet once. I was in Florida, not that far from you, when I went to Disney. So it could have happened. We could have, have, yeah.
0: Not. It didn't quite work out. So maybe uh, maybe a Daytona race or something like that sometime we'll be able to connect. Yeah, that's
1: and, on the future for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. So I almost went to this last last weekend's race, uh, but uh, didn't quite pull the trigger on it. But uh, maybe maybe one of these days we'll do it. So anyway, yeah, we're we're talking some. Uh, NASCAR playoffs excited that we're finally here and all of the drama unfolded at Talladega first of all super thankful that Ryan Priest is okay after that wreck that was uh, that was a doozy I was um, kind of back and forth with you know helping with uh, my kids and trying to get them asleep and where they needed to be and that wreck happened and my jaw literally dropped open as I was watching the car flip and watched the replays and I just you know, just speechless. So super glad that, that he's doing all right. But now that gets us into, well, you know, the, the stage is set. Um, you know, we, uh, we've got this first round of playoffs. And we've got three very different but, uh, I think, really good tracks to, to have for this first round. Uh, tracks at Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol. So the, the first one coming up, Darlington's the Southern 500. The track that's too tough to tame, um, the race that's a 1.36 mile racetrack, obviously uh, iconic racetrack in the the world of NASCAR, and the race takes place at 6 p.m., so it's a a night race, at least a day turning into night, so there's going to be that transition, um, temperatures are going to change, the grip levels are going to change. Uh, it's, it's going to be an exciting race. So Thomas, what, what are your expectations for this race? What do you think we're going to see?
1: I see a lot of beating and banging. That's for sure. I think there's a lot of drivers that want to prove their point and they want to do it here, a lot of drivers probably on this list would love to just, you know, get themselves into that round of 12 pretty quick. Um, especially with Kansas Bristol, you know, anything can happen at those tracks. We've seen it in the past. Um, the ones you think might run the best. They might not run the best, you know. So they want to get this one done. Not to mention it's Darlington. Who doesn't want to win at Darlington?
0: Oh, there's for sure.
1: Pretty, there's been some pretty exciting finishes at Darlington, and I think we might see an exciting one this time.
0: Oh yeah, you just you get to the playoffs, and you know the the excitement ramps up, the the uh, the pressure builds up, and yeah, the the best way to get into the next round is just to win, and you don't want to wait till Bristol to you know, get down to the, the last opportunity, you want to do it first. And so this this race, along with every other one, I feel like is going to be super, you're going to see a lot of aggression. Um, I, th- I think it's it's going to be a really good race. And yeah, like the finishes, like you said last year, some really good finishes, even in, you know, the Xfinity series, really good racing there. So, uh, you know, and, and just with the, the tire wear, the tire fall off, I think helps uh, encourage the beating and the banging and, and the tough racing drivers getting right up against the wall and, you know, giving a little love tap and hopefully not uh, knocking a toe link out or something like that. But yeah, I think, uh, I think we're going to see some good racing for sure. Definitely. And then the that's the, that's this weekend. We'll talk more about that here in a little bit, but then the next weekend we've got Kansas uh, the, for the Hollywood casino 400. This is at 3 PM in the afternoon, mile and a half track. And if my memory serves me right, uh, you know, Kansas is a track that rewards people that can run up against the wall. Now, I think it kind of depends on the setup that you bring. I think these teams can either bring a setup that is tuned for that or maybe tuned to run the bottom a little bit. But I mean, I think the expectation would be as tire wear as, as the tires wear out, you're you're naturally gonna want to drift up the track and and use that air cushion off the wall. And obviously, and Kansas is a pretty high-speed track too. Um, I, you know, out of Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol, I feel like Kansas is going to be the most tame track. What What do you think
1: about that? Tamed, I would agree. Um, definitely the ones that you know know how to run the wall. I, I, I grew up going to Kansas, um, and ever since I, you know, was young, I remember seeing them ride against the wall. I don't think there was ever a time that this track was actually bottom lane dominant um of course you only see them you know dive it in to you know to do the you know to drift up in front of the next car you know and you don't see that you, you only see that later in the runs like you know you know you want to get ahead of this person you got to find a way around them so they'll go ahead and try that slide job right um tires will wear off that's that's you know we've seen that in the past and and like this race here earlier in the season um who were the two that were up there battling it out Was Larson and Hammond, right? They are both very good at running the wall. You know, Larson's probably a little bit better due to, you know, his dirt background, riding the cushion. You know, he understands the air and, you know, like you said, that cushion on the wall. Um, It's definitely going to come down to somebody, I think, it's going to come down to somebody at Kansas that knows how to run that wall and do it clean.
0: Right, and I would agree with you. I, I think, I mean, just by the historical trends... I think it's probably a pretty obvious statement that Darlington and Bristol are going to be the more physical tracks. And in Kansas, is going to be very aero dependent. Darlington will be to Bristol. Not so much. I mean, aero is a factor at any track, but just not as much at Bristol. So I think drivers are going to be uh, a little bit more uh, careful about how they ha- they take care of their cars, especially at Kansas, uh, because ultimately they uh, they need to finish the race. Um, And, and, you know, too, you think about it, four drivers being eliminated, uh, there's still a number of drivers, uh, a a big number at at this round of 16 that will get through on points alone. So it doesn't mean that you have to win a race to advance to the round of 12. Uh, You just got to be better than, you know, four other guys. And that sounds pretty achievable, especially when you have a track that you can kind of mind your own business, just run your own race. Be be very uh, careful about how you you pass. Take care of your tires. Take care of your car. I think that's going to be um, it's, it's going to be easier to accomplish that at Kansas than it may be at Darlington and especially at Bristol um, in that in that nature. Obviously, Bristol, mm-hmm. the Bass Pro Shops Night Race, the last great Coliseum half mile track, iconic track. And you know, I, I, some people, you know, we're obviously not on the dirt. We're on the the, the pavement again. And so that'll, that'll provide some really aggressive beating and banging racing. Uh, tempers will be flaring for sure. Um, I think we know what we're going to get at that race, especially it being a cutoff race. That's going to play into the hand of a lot of guys that maybe are going into that race below the cut line. And they, they have to get in front. And it's kind of like, okay, I need in. So get out of my way. Or I'm going to shove you out of my way. You know, I think, I think we're going to see a lot of that at Bristol
1: yeah that's true right. uh, bristols it's that's an iconic track of its own right so how many uh, okay so there's a bunch of guys here that are all going to be battling just for the round of 12 right imagine if they made bristol the championship race you know how hectic though you know how crazy that, that would, would be, be a mess <laughs> right it would be a mess i mean even though the championship races now are a mess you know, sometimes they're, they're really pushing they want to win that championship and most of the drivers will do whatever it takes to, to get a win correct Um, you've heard several drivers say, I'd write my grandma for a win. Well, you know what? If it was for a championship, I'd do it too. I feel like a lot of these guys that want to get into the round of 12, they'll do what they need to do to win, whether it be at Darlington, Kansas, or Bristol. They're all three in the same spot. You obviously want to get into that next round. Then you worry about those next three tracks, correct? Right. So, those that really want to get in soon, that want to do it, are going to push the issue. You know, obviously, you're aggressive drivers. Well, you know, well, who's the aggressive driver in these? Honestly, I think now it's all 16 of them that are trying to get in.
0: Yeah, 100%. And that's, that's something that I've really been appreciating more recently is just how close and how tight this field of drivers is. The, you know, the, when you look at qualifying and the qualifying speeds are literally within one to maybe two seconds from first to last. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. that's just crazy. It, it didn't used to be that way. And so you look at this field of 16, well, they're not there by accident. They're there because they've won. Um, and you look at, you know, well, this will be our next thing to talk about is, you know well, who's not going to make it through? You know, I think some people, a lot of people, um, including myself, would look at someone like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and say, well, he just won the Daytona 500. It's a super speedway. Anybody can win those tracks. And yeah, true, true statement. Um, but if he can get through the round of 16 into the round of 12 Talladega's sitting right there in that round and so there's another super speedway that that he could get a win at but but just all that to say that that these guys there there's not a bad driver in the field this is why it's the cup series and the equipment is as close as, it, as it's ever been it's as equal mm-hmm. as it's ever been and so there's not a, a car that I feel like can't Win the championship. There's some that are at a disadvantage for several reasons, but there's none that can't. Uh, and just, you just kind of see how how everything falls, whether in some people's favor or not.
1: Definitely, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm really excited. Honestly, this is. I think this year um, is probably the most exciting it's ever been. Um, you, you, the reason is because you've got guys up in this, you know, round of sixteen that you know you you might expect them to be there right but you've got you know a couple guys in here that came out of nowhere right M- michael mcdowell i honestly did not see that coming out oh yeah he surprised me he, he dominated that that track he you know he he did that to get himself where he is now and, and you know what he he's also been super consistent you know like like they said you know the man's been in the cup series I, I don't even know his number, how long <laughs> a long time. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but like you said, that's someone always gave him a ride because he was what Mr. Consistent. Right. That's, that's how I see him. He yeah. always brought a car home and he brought it safe. He, you know, it, it was very rare that he got caught up in something, but he was very good at finishing the race. So being consistent can also help here.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. If you've, if you've got just consistent finishes, um, points wise, that's going to help you. And, you know, you know there's going to be some people that that come out of a weekend with a DNF, and they're they're not going to they're going to get like last place points, which is next to nothing. And so if you just finish top twenty, top fifteen, that's a huge adva- points advantage over someone that didn't even finish the race. And if that happens two or three times, well then you've got a really good points buffer. So. Sorry. Yeah, and, and the thing with Michael McDowell, too, just kind of give him some credit, I, I've heard and understand that he's a super hard worker at the shop. He, he contributes a lot, as I'm sure all drivers do, but that's just been something that I've heard other individuals compliment him on is that he he works just as hard outside of the car as he does inside of the car, both for the team, for the car, for pre- preparing for the weekend, but even individually um, just pre- making sure that he's as prepared as he can to come to the track to succeed and I, I love how they've been able to steadily improve that race team into something that could come out to indy and dominate and kind of uh, uh you know turn some heads a little bit about uh, what he can do inside of a race car when it's set up right so um that was, that was a really cool thing to to watch happen and um you know, i was rooting for him you know as, as you guys have heard me say before i i love an underdog story I love someone coming in that will, will it be kind of a surprise that oh man i didn't expect him to win and for them to to be faced with the pressure and to make it through that and you know to execute to m- make sure you don't miss a corner especially on a road
1: course that's a pretty special thing here's another thing real quick so you know michael, michael mcdowell he, he won this race do you think that there was a little bit of motivation there for him to, to to you know to succeed the way he did at that race due to that contract signing not even what a week before,
0: I think that's a part of it. You know these drivers talk good in their interviews, but the reality is they're human. So I mean if if they have uh, you know if their career potentially is on the line, um, there's there's a lot of added pressure that would encourage someone to make a mistake. I don't care how good you are. So I mean some mm-hmm. guys these guys they're professionals they handle it better than I would for sure, but. At the same time, they're still human, so it still weighs something. So for him to have that contract signed, and yeah, I'm sure that relieved a burden for him, and uh, d- just just a distraction that he didn't have to have at that weekend. So yeah, I'm sure that was a big thing. And you know, he's he's been putting in the time, so he he was due one uh, outside of a super speedway win. So uh, uh, so glad to see him finally get it. So which of these races do you think is going to be most entertaining in this first round of 16, Darlington, Kansas, or Bristol?
1: Most entertaining. I'm going to classify, I'm, I'm going to give you two categories for most entertaining because most entertaining to me is a good race, right? Uh, I want to see this, these green flags, you know, green flag runs. I, I, don't, I don't like seeing Rex. I don't like seeing the cops come out for whatever reason. I want to see them race, you know? And I think, with these long green flags, the best racing will come down to Kansas due to that tire wear and just the maintenance of the track. Right, you know, getting around that track. I think that's going to make it the best in entertainment, as in racing. Period. The other category I'm saying is Bristol because, like we said, you know, it's it's a small track. There's not a lot of room, and high tempers. Right, tempers will flare, especially here at Bristol. I think that's going to make it the entertaining of who gets in around this. You know, the round of twelve, the next round. Um, due to whether it is like somebody getting out of the way, you know, pushing them out of the way, causing a big mess, whatever the case may be, I think Bristol is going to make it more entertaining on the uh, on the side of the tempers. That's you know, I I'd like to see you know that
0: happen. Yeah, I I would agree with you. I kind of feel like Darlington and Bristol are pretty close in that regard, but I think Bristol is going to take a step ahead and be mm-hmm. the one that stands out, especially being the cutoff race and the style of racing that is the short track racing, it's already aggressive. And it being a cutoff mm-hmm. race is just going to compound on top of that. You know, what you said about Kansas, that you enjoy green flag racing and just kind of the racing being in the driver's hands, you know, and, and it is, I mean, really the entire team, pit crew, crew chief driver, but for them to execute, start to finish, you know, if, if you have a lot of cautions, those can fall your way. And, and some of these drivers that maybe would, finish in 15th or worse can get a top 10 because of the way the cautions fall and it it doesn't manipulate the end of the race but it just gives them opportunities that maybe they didn't have before and that's an opinion that maybe I would be interested in seeing if you know what other people think about that because I feel like a lot of people would see an entertaining race as what you said about Bristol you know the the beating the banging the tempers uh, the, the wrecking, shoving someone out of the way. Um, you know, is that, does that make a good race or is it that there's the lack of cautions and a good race is when you see people perform to the best of their ability. So I don't know. I, I feel like that might be a really mixed bag. <laughs> if I were to put yes. that out there about what's, what what's define a good race, you know, what does that mean? And uh, yeah, that's, um, I don't know. I think I, I know where you're coming from because on iRacing, you don't want cautions to come out all the time. It's <laughs> because well, so, I was, I was the same way. And, I, and, sometimes if I had a good race going as a, uh, iRacing competitor, simulating what these guys do each and every week, you know, sometimes you don't want those cautions. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I definitely get where you're coming from. Um, so of those three races, which one do you think we'll see an upset winner? So w- which one, whether that's, Someone who is expected to not make the round of twelve as a playoff contender, or maybe someone who's not even in the playoffs at all and is gonna come in and steal a spot, not steal a spot, but like steal a victory from a playoff contender.
1: All right, I, I I'll give you I'll give you two. Okay. Um let's see. So I think that's a long shot. This is how I see it. The man that dominated that race last, last year. Uh, it was it was Bubba Wallace, correct? He 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 won he won the race at Kansas. Yep. And and it was it was a dominant performance. Uh, you know, I can honestly say it was probably one of his best races he ever drove. Um, I th- honestly think Kansas that's his track. He's done well there. In the past, I don't, I don't think he's ever really got caught up in something that that really damaged his hope for a win. But right. you know, after, after seeing that performance last year, I think you know what that's, they they knew the cars a little bit has changed, yes, on the car, but they know that setup, you know, so they can probably incorporate that setup to this new ride with the with the new changes on these cars. And right. I honestly think they'll perform at Kansas pretty well.
0: Yeah, I think the you, other one. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. The
1: other one, I think. Yeah, the other one, I think that might be you know a long shot win. Somebody out of nowhere might come. I I honestly think it would be uh, somebody not in the playoffs. Um, I I got a lot of hope for Daniel Schwartz. He's fast. And, you know, he, he's just got some bad luck. And I think he wants to at least, you know, it's my time to shine kind of thing. Um, and he's due for one. You know, yeah, he won, what, Sonoma? That was his last win. Um, his only win, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I, I I have this feeling that Daniel Suarez is going to show up, you know, and with the help of Chastain, his teammates in the playoffs, you know, why wouldn't you want to at least make your name known too, you know?
0: Yeah. And I, I, I that's the beautiful thing about NASCAR is just because you're not in the playoffs doesn't mean you can't contend for a win. So mm-hmm. uh, they're going to go out there and prepare for a race just as much as anyone else to try to get that victory. You know, Bubba Wallace is one that is kind of a question mark to me. I'm not sure where he's going to land. I could I could see him making it to the next round um potentially especially because he does have a strong track at Kansas. You know, some confidence there is going to go a long way. Um the team's got the 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 the, the information, the setup information they need to build a solid car and um so I, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I don't know which one which one would have an upset winner. Uh, I feel like Darlington and Bristol lend themselves to experience. You know, for Bristol, they, for a driver to know how to get around that track without getting caught up in someone else's mess. And Darlington even the same way. And Darlington, that, but on, in addition to that, knowing how to handle the track. I mean, the, the, there's a reason it's called the track that's too tough to tame. It's because, Mm -hmm. you know, some people, uh, not some, all drivers are going to have a hard time with it. But because of that, if you've got a lot of experience on the track, that's going to help you as a driver. So I feel like you're going to see someone experienced win there as well as someone at Bristol. Um, So I think, yeah, I think Kansas might be the most likely scenario for an upset win.
1: Well, there was an upset win last season, correct? At Darlington, of all places. Oh, yeah.
0: Eric, Eric Jones, right?
1: Yes, and and nobody thought that would happen, right? They were thinking, oh, you know, it'd be Logano again because right. Logano won early in the season there, you know, when he bumped Byron out the way. So, I, I mean, it could happen. It could just be some long shot. It could just, you know, you never know. They, they, these guys may may wad these cars up going into turn one and last lap, and somebody by. I mean, all things can happen, right? Anything can
0: happen. Yeah, you never know. You never know. And it, it, I mean, we saw that happen with Michael McDowell at Indy. It's just, you know, Mm -hmm. someone can come in with the right setup that's better than everyone else. And I I think all these drivers have it within them to win a race if given the opportunity from the car and from the team. You know, if they give them, you know, pit pit strategy works out in their favor, pit stops are on, uh, everything works out. I I don't think any driver is just going to wad it up and throw it away. I mean, some drivers Mm -hmm. can. And I think there's some, you know, some of the rookies that maybe just inexperienced. But again, this isn't the truck series. This is the cup series. So they face this pressure already. It's just on a gr- little bit greater level, but they already have mm-hmm. some experience of how to handle it. So I don't know that any driver is really just going to come in and and have the opportunity to win and, and chuck it out the window. Uh, so yeah, situations like what Eric Jones did for sure could happen again. So um, I'm looking forward to Darlington. I think it's going to be a really, really good race, especially it being a night race, day to night. That's mm-hmm. I love those transitions, those dynamics. I love to see which teams can adapt the best in that scenario and come out on top. So let's get down to it. What, what are, Who do you think is not going to make the round of 12? It's four four eliminations here. Who, Who's not going to make it?
1: Who's not going to make it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... As much as I like this guy, Ricky Stenhouse, he's going to be one that's not going to make it. I think Tyler Reddick isn't going to make it. I think he gets to that point where um, he's doing good. And for some reason, something happens, whether it be a penalty or he gets wrecked or does something, right? Like he's right. had some bad. Luck. So I'm just kind of going off what I'm thinking, you know, he's going. Um, the other one is actually Chastain and Bell. I don't think they're gonna to do too well. Um just statistically showing with these tracks, uh, they haven't really performed well at. It. Yeah, Chastain was up at the front, you know, last, last you know, last race here, but he also put himself up there by only taking two tires at last stop. Sure. Um so I'm thinking it's gonna come yeah, those four. I think Bell, Chastain, Reddick, and Stenhouse.
0: So I've got two of your four on my list. I've got Ricky Stenhouse Junior. And I do have Christopher Bell as well. But then I've got Ryan Blaney, not making it through, as well as Bubba Wallace on my list. I know I talked about him at Kansas, and I think if he's going to get to the round of 12, that's where he's going to either greatly help his point situation to do it, or like you say, come out with a win um, at the track. So he he could get through, but I'm just going to mark him down that he's not. Um, And I think for both Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney for sake of consistency um, you know the both guys have shown some uh, some strength here in different races uh, obviously but you know Bubba didn't get to win he's in on points but he was the last one in on points so uh, that's kind of explains a little bit of I think to me that uh, just hasn't shown enough consistency to be strong in the playoffs you could get it together here who knows um, but then Ryan Blaney, he got the, the big Coke 600 win, but um, just uh, not enough consistency for me to, to really look at him and say, yeah, I think he's going to make it to the next round. So Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney, and Christopher Bell are going to be my four that uh, don't get through at the end of the Bristol race. Now, that's just that's still a few weeks away, but let's talk about this weekend. So, uh, Thomas, who are your ones to watch for Darlington? Who should we keep our eyes on this week?
1: I think William Byron's going to do pretty well. Um, Of course, if you look at it, the last two races here, he was, what, top? Well, no, because when he got hit with Logano, he didn't finish top 10, did he? Or maybe he did. He did drop back. But I'm going to go with Byron. I'm going to also say Kyle Larson. I think he's going to have an upper edge on a couple of these guys. I know a couple of guys are going to be running Xfinity, but... Running in the Xfinity, even though it's a different car, you learn how that track changes. Oh, sure. So you you pretty much have a good edge on to what to expect, and and you know, he's hungry for it. You know, he's had a lot of bad luck because of a lot of other people, right? Right. And I think you know last last you know last week in Daytona, that yeah, just proved it, right? He I don't think he got caught up in in the wreck, right? But he did get a flat tire due to I guess debris. They never really said, but. You know, it, it also put him a lap down because of that, right? So I mean he was up there in contention too, right? He was he was within the top ten pretty much most of the day. Um he's hungry for that win. Um, I'm also I know he's I'm gonna go with one guy too that that's really impressed me the most this season. If you look at his stats last season, you would not expect him to be this way this season. That's Brad Keslowski. Right, he was thirty first in points at this time last season, I think, or something. He had a bad season, especially you know, new car, new team, kind of. Thing. Right, right. Well, the man is in the playoffs, right, and he didn't even win a race. So that just shows just how consistent this man has been this whole season.
0: Yeah, and pretty, pretty uh, well into the playoffs. You know, him and Kevin Harvick both after that. Uh, I think which which race was it? Um, Watkins Glen, I think it was. Yeah, because there's. <laughs> repeat winner there they were they were locked in from that point on because uh, no one could catch him so yeah yeah he's he's been very consistent and um, well I don't know if I should say very consistent a whole lot more consistent than last year um, just mm-hmm. being able to to execute and put themselves in the right situations and be in contention for a win even last week at Daytona yep. uh, he was right there. Um, if, if things had fallen just a little bit differently and maybe had a, a little bit of help for from behind to be able to push him up beside his teammate um yeah you know, he I, he easily could have had the the win last
1: week That's the other thing I'm thinking. Do you think if he he, he had that shot, do you think he was going to leave Busher?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. cuz Busher was well into the playoffs already. Yeah. Um you, you want every I'm advantage thinking, you can get.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, you I agree, yes, but I I'm thinking that, you know, I think he had an opportunity. He didn't do it. I mean, you look at it, Daytona, especially coming. I of Turn Four, you know, you can make a make a run yourself. You've seen you've you've seen it happen in in the iRacing, racing, right? You know, and they do it as close as possible. You know, I know it might not be to the T, right? But they do do it as close as possible to make it as real as it can be, right? Right. So I think he could have had a chance to maybe you know, kind of do a juke and then dive inside or something i think he could have had it but it was definitely neat to see rfk one too though
0: oh yeah for sure and i guess you know from from his standpoint he he was already locked in they knew that Mm -hmm. um and i guess it's risk versus reward right what what would he gain from at winning the race versus finishing second and if he were to try to win the race does that mean that he he inadvertently puts himself or his teammate in a bad position that costs them several spots or maybe a lot of spots. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like Brad is the kind of guy that he's skilled enough and enough of a veteran within the sport to think that through halfway through a lap and to know Mm -hmm. what he wants to do. And even in the moment, just make that choice. I'm not going to jeopardize what we've got going because I'm already in the playoffs. Why, why risk you know, costing our organization, you know, a lot of spots, a lot of money. Um, why tear up these cars if you know we've got it? We've got a good thing going. Why change it? You know. So mm-hmm. you know, if it were something like he, he wasn't locked into the playoffs, I mean, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Um, but yeah, I I could see it going both ways. So I I think I think he would have taken the win if he could have. But like you say, it, it wasn't really a strong run coming. So maybe that was by design. Uh, maybe yeah. he, he, uh, just didn't take advantage of, uh, a run that he maybe could have had, but maybe he didn't push the issue either. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, Christopher Busher too. I mean, where did he come from? Right. Three wins and, and two of them back to back. Yeah. Back to back. That's That's, I mean, I think he's also going to be one that you should watch about before. I think he's going to kind of sneak his way in, you know, maybe not with a win, but he's been so consistent that. You no, know, I think he he'll you know get in just on the points himself.
0: So. I'm struggling to remember, but that first win he got, um, do you remember what track that was at? He was battling Martin Truex, I believe.
1: It was Richmond, and then back to back was Michigan.
0: Right. So what the thing I was trying to remember, I had talked about uh, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, as my pick to win Michigan, and he came in second, so he was right there. Um, tracking him down and I just thought that the way that Chris Busher handled the car through traffic um, and you know because Michigan is it's a mo- it's a two mile track, it's a momentum track. So mm-hmm. you know if you make a mistake and lose just a little bit of speed, the guy behind you is going to be able to capitalize on that. So that was really a big factor, a big gauge to me to see okay Chris Busher's in a high pressure situation he's got a NASCAR champion be- right behind him. if he makes, one little mistake, um, he, he's going to be able to take advantage of that potentially. And so that was, I was kind of waiting to see what's he going to do. You know, is he going to keep it together? And he held it together for a back-to-back win. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that really showed a lot of what he's capable of, again, if the equipment and everything works out. so um, that was a, that was a really cool race. You know, I was bummed that I didn't get my, uh, my prediction right by one spot, but <laughs> I'll give that yeah. up <laughs> to be able to talk about the back-to-back that he was able to do, um, there at, uh, at Michigan. So
1: he's done well. That's pretty exciting. I've, I've enjoyed seeing, uh, him definitely race this season. You know, I think he's definitely gained a lot of fans as well. Um, cause like I said, you didn't, you, well, coming into this season, I don't think anybody would have been like, oh, yeah, Bush is going to win three races, you
0: know? Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody thought that, especially with what he's performed before as well as RFK racing, just from pre- a previous year, how bad they were, to the leaps and bounds that they've made this year. It's a uh, pretty pretty big deal, making making some headlines for sure. So ones on my list to watch, I think look at, uh, you know, look at Kyle Busch potentially. Again, Darlington experience maybe. Um, you know, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones, all Chevy. So potentially uh, Chevy might have a little bit of an advantage going into Darlington. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., I think uh, just with his skill and um, where, where they're at, I think could be a contender too. And then Ross Chastain has, has done well uh, at, at Darlington. And I think uh, he's another one that potentially you're going to see towards the front of the field. Um, you know, haven't seen a lot out of him lately. You've had some pretty, pretty bad finishes, honestly, uh, just the average finishes haven't been great, but, um, heard some interviews even today for the NASCAR media day, um, that, uh, he, he's got some confidence and they're, they're looking forward to the playoffs and, um, feel like they're going to bring their, their best effort and, and give it all they got. So, um, if you've got all that and you hit the setup, right, I, I think he's going to be, uh, Potentially one that uh, can get the can get the victory at Darlington this weekend. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for hopping on the show with me today. I really appreciate you you coming on and spending some time talking NASCAR with me.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me, man. Hope we can do this again sometime, and uh, maybe uh get you back irising and jump in with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, you never know. I'll go ahead and plug this too. One idea that I had for this show is that you know, you, you all as listeners, if you want to hop on the show with me and talk some NASCAR, I'd be glad to have you on. So Thomas, if I don't think we said this, he, he's, you know, someone that's a friend of mine, but he's a listener of the show. Let me know. Um, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can uh, message me through my website. You can also, the website has my email address there that you can do. So find a way to contact me. There's a, several ways out there. Let me know if you want to hop on the show here. I'd be glad to have you on. And I think, it, I think it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be enjoyable to kind of connect with you all as, uh, as listeners and uh, kind of build this thing up and, and have some fun talking racing. So, again, thank you so much, Thomas, and uh, we'll look forward to doing it next time for sure. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed the show, do me a favor. Share, like, subscribe, leave a review. Um, help the show grow. That would be much appreciated from us here at the stage break have a great weekend enjoy the race at darlington and we'll catch you at the next stage break